Another edition of Hammer the Over. Today is Wednesday, December 20th. With you as always, I am Fred West. I have Evan Drone and special guest CEO Sam Walzak on the podcast today, although Sam's been on a couple of times. How are we doing today? We're less than a week from Christmas. So we're good. We're really good. Yeah. So uh, does Krampus have a day that it falls on? or is Krampus is like the long night before Christmas. Okay. And I guess we could have had Tim Evil down to tell us about it because his family's <laughs> usually subject to, to Krampus's Krampus? doings. Yeah. I might need to fill a little ref, like this, a, a fill in on give, what Krampus give is. Fred a quick Krampus 101 from Professor Krampus. So, <laughs> mm, this is, this is going to make me touch up a little bit. Um, but Krampus is like the... The anti Santa, yeah, he's like yeah. the anti Santa Claus. Basically, I thought Santa was like I thought he re- originally was kind of like an evil dude. There, I think it depends on what stories you read. There's okay. some, actually maybe we should get into this later too. But um, but Krampus is evil Santa Claus. He's the evil anti Santa Claus, and he shows up and snatches little children that have been naughty. Obviously, so like just takes he knows the kids. If you've been naughty or nice, yeah. Uh, we actually, I saw the movie, Wally's, Wally, one of Wally's favorites, actually, <laughs> I think he liked it more than Star Wars, um, but if you don't keep the coals hot in the fireplace, basically this is what we learned, Krampus, Krampus. is coming for you, yeah. wow. you gotta keep the coals hot cause he'll come right through is that Is it chain. like a horror film? It's supposed to be. It's it's kind of like a comedy horror almost, yeah, like, like, it's scary, but if you take a step back and like accept it for what it is there's some funny parts just like uh, like we did like uh, abraham lincoln vampire slayer <laughs> yeah, whatever. probably very, very similar, similar yeah. yeah um but yeah he's like this awful looking he's a half goat got the huge <laughs> horns but he yeah i mean he's just a horrid looking creature um and Ewald, yeah, he usually gets paid a visit from krampus every year i so. would imagine Ewald's been dodging krampus for like 26 years yeah but you That's pretty work. hardcore. Like, Santa comes and gives you coal if you're naughty. Krampus just takes you. Yeah, he just literally kills yeah. you. That's a better incentive, <laughs> I'd say. I'd say naughty kids just get killed. Behave or die. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty good incentive. Yeah, definitely worth the watch. So, Fred, you had a, a, yeah. a stroke of bad luck this week. <laughs> in, what, are the, what are the odds of that? Yeah, who would have guessed something absurd and terrible happened to me in my life? Um, yeah, so like a, like a week ago, I... Long story short, I bumped my heel essentially on on my chair, and I uh, got a little cut. Seems to have gotten a little bit infected. It's it's a little bulbousy at the moment. There's some pus build up and yeah. whatnot. It's uh, pretty painful uh, to the point where I was shuffling around work today, really <laughs> pissed off. I had to wear shoes, and so at lunch I went to Super America to just grab some band aids and Neosporin. Grabbed a box of band-aids and a box of Neosporin, brought it back to work, went to the bathroom, was gonna apply my Neosporin. Open up the box, no bottle of Neosporin. I bought an empty box of Neosporin today at lunch for like seven bucks. That stuff's not cheap. Well, usually it's like ten, so I mean, at least you got a little bit Did you take it back there and say like, yeah, open this? I didn't. It was just like, it was one of those things where I probably could have, but like, I also didn't want to have to deal with it. And I also was just like, whatever, I've got like four more hours left in my day. Yeah. At that point, I had already decided I wasn't coming in tomorrow. There's enough pain to walk over there anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, like, of course that happened. Yeah, just a stroke of Fred Luck, huh? Yeah, incredible. Classic. Also, while we're on gripes, I have a huge gripe with winter bikers. 
with what there was like a bunch of them out today too for some reason and they winter were winter runners too yeah all over the road and then there's like not enough space for the cars buddy like I, I can't be dealing with you right now one guy was like trying to turn left on me like in front of me and I was like geez like what I can barely see you. Yeah, hang it it's, up. It's I mean, dark. It's like the, the the streets are already thinner as it is, or more narrow because of the snow and the plows and all that. And now it just you know bikers just had to put it. the bike in storage until like it's it's decent out. Yeah, I mean I I can barely walk in the winter without yeah. just <laughs> worrying about slipping. I don't know why people are running and biking, and this goes for biking in general, but. I, I just never understand how bikers are comfortable just on the shoulder of the road. Especially at night when all they have yeah. is that, like, blinking light that I'd I can be barely so see. i so paranoid that someone was going to kill me. Yeah, also, they a, a mind of their own. I had the first yard sale of winter yesterday as I stepped out of my car at work. Stepped onto a little patch of black ice. Water bottle, <laughs> lunch, everything went, went flying. I went all the way to the ground. No one in the parking lot to see it. I, like, looked around, too. Like, I was hoping... Kind of hoping Yeah, hoping would, somebody yeah. would, like, at least share in this with me. But it was... No, it was just kind of painful. That, that would happen to you on literally the first day of the year yep. where there's ice. First day of the year, there was ice. And I, I went down as soon as... Like, my first step out of my car. Well, knowing your recent luck, I, I figured you would have, like, said you'd fell on, on your head and yeah. died. Yeah, You're like, bled out in a busy, yeah. <laughs> busy parking lot. <laughs> People are just walking People are just walking past me. <laughs> oh, no, his friends. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> um, on to some, some lighter and better news. Vikings yeah. clinched the North this weekend with a win over the Bengals. Absolutely destroyed the Bengals. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I mean, I obviously enjoyed it, but it was kind of a bummer that it was over immediately. Like, I kind of, I was watching the game, but, like, I mean, it was over after, like, halfway through the first quarter. Yeah, I don't know. At least for me, when Vikings games are close, it's more of stress yeah. than So there's no stress, So yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I'll I think take the, the blow. I think the biggest thing was that it put any doubt that people had coming off the loss yeah. right back to bed. Because it was, you know, of course, even though you lose a tough game in Carolina, everyone's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. This is where it turns. This is where the whole thing falls apart. So I think it was convincing in that way, at least. Have, but. You, have you seen a team just give up more than the Bengals did, though? <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. It was the week before. It was the Bengals. <laughs> it was the Bengals. <laughs> they lost at home to the Bears 33-7, to I think. Oh, my gosh. So. They're, they're just just brutal. Yeah, they were and Marvin Lewis, like, there was reports that he wanted to leave, and then after the game he was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to leave or whatever. It's like, gosh, this team is just a mess. Oh, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Did he actually come out and say that? Well, he denied it, but there was, okay. you know, a Schefter leaked report at 1130 before the game that Marvin Lewis would not return as head coach. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. At Aaron Schefter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other good news for Vikings fans, Packers bounced from the playoffs after Monday night's Falcons win. Um... Wow, that is a talk about talk about a load off my shoulders. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys are the same, but every year in the playoffs, it is just biting your nails until the Packers finally lose. Yeah, in like in all fashion, those years but, where the Vikings weren't relevant, but at least the Packers could still lose. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just. But after Rodgers, they scored and then recovered the onside kick. Oh I was like, God. here we go. Yeah. This is it right yeah. here. This we're, is the whole season. We're screwed. Like, I thought, I thought there was a 110% chance they were going to score yeah. on that, mm-hmm. go to OT and win, and just we'd have to drag it out one more week. Yeah, but Rodgers had a little, little rust. Uh, what, three interceptions? Yep. Yeah. Three interceptions for, for A-Rod, which is, I mean, kind of like, it's one of those things where I, I guess I wouldn't have been surprised either way. 
Like, if he had come out and torched the Panthers for, like, five touchdowns and 350 yards, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, this hat, it's just like a hindsight 2020 thing. The right. guy hasn't played in seven weeks. Like, yeah, that makes it's sense. It's probably going to happen, yeah. yeah. Still looks pretty good when he wasn't throwing picks, at least. So mm-hmm. do you guys think the Packers just lie down this week, or you think it's going to be competitive? I don't think they lie down. I think you go back to the, like, Hunley kind of trying to prove himself game. Yeah. And I, I don't think, yeah, like 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 you said, I don't think they lie down. Yeah. But Packers in Lambeau against the Vikings. I mean, if you, you got to think there's some motivation. Right. There. If you flip yeah. the script and it's it's Packers come to Minnesota, and like the Viking season's over, you still think that the Vikes probably like show up yeah. to play. And by show up, you mean play well in the first quarter and then lose yeah, like lose. thirty to ten. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, this is another game where like. I mean, obviously, there's implications in home field advantage for the Vikings, but like, there's a like a lot of pride at stake too for Vi- It's more of like a like a lose for the Vikings here. Like the Packers yeah. can go in with nothing to lose and like just play and say if they get run run away. And I, I guess I'm talking more of the fans. If the Packers get blown out of the building, that's like whatever season's over. Yeah, Rodgers isn't playing. If the Packers upset the Vikings, that's kind of a chink in like the pride. For yeah, Vikings fans. At least for me, it would be. Yeah, would I think be. so too. And I think they want to play spoiler at yeah. this point, especially against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think that's in their head. And you know, Hundley wants to go out there and mm-hmm. play a competitive game. But um, yeah, I don't know. But we should we should also hit on too. <clears throat> we can't forget uh, the Vikings demolishing the Bengals enough to get Teddy Bridgewater in the game. Oh yeah, I didn't even have that down there. I can't believe I forgot that. That was awesome to see. Yeah. Fantastic ovation. I, I feel so bad it went the way it did for him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think he cares that much. No. I think he was just happy and to play. But first yeah. first throws a pick, second yeah. throws incompletion, and that's it. And it wasn't really – I wouldn't say it was his fault that he threw a pick. No, it was I mean, tipped. it got tipped. It was well, a high pass, high which pass. is dangerous. But it got tipped and just ended up in the right hands. But, that yeah, it's like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. A couple of takeaways from that. One – I mean, we all knew this, but Vikings fans love Teddy. Huge ovation. Oh, yeah. Even mm-hmm. Case did. Yeah. They that was, to that. My second one was that Case Keenum looks absolutely absurd in shoulder pads and no helmet. <laughs> like, it, it looks Smallest like... Smallest head on earth. Yeah, he looks like he's got those, um, the water boy shoulder pads on, <laughs> where, like, it's not even touching his actual shoulders. <laughs> it, it looked ridiculous. I agree, but Eli Manning is worse. Yeah, that's true. Eli Manning just... Yes, like... Bigger shoulder pads than an offensive tackle. It's crazy. Bigger shoulder pads than Michael Bennett. Yeah, uh, he, well, he do. doesn't. He doesn't wear any. Yeah, but which is crazy in itself. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Speaking of seeing Case in his tiny head with his huge shoulder pads, it was pretty cool how he reacted. Yeah. I mean, it, you could tell he was like, "Yeah, this is my team," but this mm-hmm. is really awesome to see that the guy, this guy that all of Minnesota loves, get back on the field. Yeah, but, it was great to see him back and like. Yeah. Obviously, if. You feel bad for well the thing the other thing too though that kind of stinks is we didn't get to see him like actually play right which would have been nice like see like a full half or something right play. and it was a completely meaningless situation right he's coming in there to hand the ball mm-hmm. off on first second and probably third down mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe throw five passes so you know not not a situation where he's gonna come out and show everyone that he's still the same player right mm-hmm. still still very much the same I mean like. I think Evan, Tom, and I have talked about how like maybe seeing Teddy play would would help like shape how we work in the off season, but we're still in the same boat there. Yeah, actually, speaking of Tom, obviously he's not on the show tonight. Uh, nobody's really heard from him the past few <clears throat> days. There's actually some rumors swirling around that he's on his way to Green Bay right now with 
a massive Vikings flag. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna run out right before the game starts and just stake that thing into the green into the Green Bay Packers logo. I in the would Lambeau. love that. And you know, like if he died on that field, that would be the proudest moment <laughs> yeah, of Tom's just... life. He would have zero regrets. Clay <laughs> Matthews just flies out just there and just kills out of the him. tunnel and just decapitates him. <laughs> Tom would still Tom would have no regrets there. Yeah. Uh, but Packers and Bears coming up. Thirteen and three on the table. Is that your guys' prediction for the next two games? Two wins. Yep, I it think. should be. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't. It, with the exception being if somehow there's nothing to gain by winning next mm-hmm. week, I don't see any way how the Bears come in and beat us. Right. No, I I don't think the Bears games in question. I like they're just different. They're on different playing fields. Yeah. Yep. And at home, no less. So thirteen and three. The Vikings need to win out, and the Eagles have to lose out to get that one seed. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I don't either. I, I think, but I will say, being the two seed with the Eagles ahead of us isn't the worst thing in the world because when they host their divisional game, I think there's a very good chance they lose that game versus mm-hmm. the, the Saints or the Panthers or the Falcons or whoever yeah. it might be. And then if, if we take care of business at home, then we would have another home game. And if they win, honestly, going to Philly right now I doesn't mean, sound that bad. Yeah, there's yeah. worse places to play. I think that's a fact. Definitely worse places than Philly with Foles right now. They have Oakland and then at Detroit yep. for their last two games. Um, I mean, I guess both of those teams could, in, like, in theory, beat the Eagles. I just would imagine that they win at least one of those games. Yeah, I think Eagles are at Dallas, not at Detroit. Oh, is that their right? last game? Yeah, Green Bay plays Detroit. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, is that right? right? Did I read that wrong? Um, yeah. Either sure. way, I mean, you get Dallas or Detroit. Those are. Two teams that are still kind of... I mean, Dallas, Dallas, Philly, Dallas playing really well right now. They could definitely lose. Yeah, you're right. It is it is Dallas. At home, too. So they have two straight home games, yeah. huh? Okay. Yeah, that's going to be tough for us to get that one seed. But Yeah. But, I mean, the two... Like, a win... And I mean, a two, two seed, seed isn't locked up either, because... No. They need I mean, to take care of business here. I mean, the what are the Panthers at? The Panthers are 10-4. and four, We're 11-3. and three, mm-hmm. And... I, they are the only team that would have the, the tiebreaker over us since yeah. they beat us head-to-head. So I think they play at home against Tampa this week, and then they play Atlanta Atlanta in Week mm-hmm. 17. Yeah, because those, those, they've done it this year, the NFL, which I actually really like, and they have all these um, divisional games as the last couple of weeks of the season, which, yeah. is, which is a lot of fun. It is. Uh, especially that uh, NFC South, which... <clears throat> Need we remind the listeners that I said was a terrible division this year to start, <laughs> to, to start the season? I think uh, I think for the record, I think I said it was a very strong division, and I was actually banking a little bit on Tampa there. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I also thought the AFC West was one to yeah one to talk about, one but, to mess with. Yikes! Um, ideal playoff matchups for the Vikes. Who do you want to see in that first? Pro- we'll say home game. They get hmm. the bye and they get the home game. Who who do you want to see out of the? NFC in that divisional round, or yeah, divisional round. Well, you know, I think we already talked about the Eagles being a weak number one seed, but I think outside of that, I mean, there's not really any teams that. There's are, good teams. They're yeah, they're good teams. You know, I'd say New Orleans is probably the scariest to me. Yeah, they have a really good running game, and they still have Drew Brees. Defense has been much better than expected this mm-hmm. year. I know we already beat them in week one, but that was when they still had AP. Yeah, and I mean, that's an entirely different team. Right. Um, not, I mean, And a bunch again, of rookies playing is what I mean. Like, their defense right. had, like, three rookies starting their first game against us that uh, first week of the season. So, yeah, very yeah. different team. Yeah. 
I think I think Carolina would probably be my first choice. I think at home, I think I, we I, can rattle Cam. I like Carolina at home too. I was actually talking with a, another buddy of mine who's a Vikings fan, and I was saying like my number one fear right now is like catching a, a hot quarterback and like Keenum not being able to keep up. Yeah. In like the divisional round of the playoffs, where then at the like end of the year, everyone can just point to the Vikings and say, "See, they were never really that good." Yeah. yeah. See, I don't think our defense is going to let that happen though. Well, but they gave up thirty to uh, Washington. That and was Carolina, a road, though. And, not at home. I know, I know, but I'm just saying that's a. F- I mean, it can happen in one well, game. Yeah, and that was one... off a bye too, which I mean, you think you're on a bye week, you're getting rest, you're a little more prepared, but I don't know, just another variable, another it's, factor. It's just the the nervousness you get from a one game playoff. I guess is that like yeah. your team can just not show up on that one day and the whole season's gone right like all of this fun that we've been having can just be for nothing right. if, if they lose in the in the first round yeah i mean that's kind of the the beauty and the curse of right football is that yeah. anything can happen in one game but i pulled it up here so the vikings this year on the road giving up 22 points a game at home giving up 13 points a game yeah i mean it's absurd wow. they've shut team like high powered offenses down at home yeah, yeah. um throughout the year and, like, so I, I have no real reason to feel that way other than just, like, I'm scared of it. Yeah. And it's a Viking, so it's, yeah. it's bound to happen to us well, at some point. Well, and the point. other thing, too, is all of these teams, like, especially, like, the NFC South and stuff, have veteran quarterbacks that have won in the playoffs before, which is, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton. Like, these guys, these are the teams that are going to be in the wild cards, like, position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least two of those two teams. Yeah. And the Rams are scary because they've just been destroying teams. Mm-hmm. But it's like, also the opposite of what you just said. And like, I'll take our defense versus Jared Goff at home. Right. All day. Yeah, I would take that as well. Um, so yeah, I think Carolina is my my pick for the team I want to see personally. But uh, I guess I I feel confident with the Vikings versus anyone. It's just that little nagging thing in the back of your head. Yep. Um, Around the NFL stuff, Patriots, Steelers, wild ending. You guys watch that game? Yeah. That so, was absurdity. <laughs> yeah. And that, that play swung the the spread for the game and the total for the game. Oh man. So the, the Patriots were favored by two and a half or three points and the total was fifty two or fifty three points and that touchdown by the Steelers would have gone from an under to an over and from the Patriots covering to the Steelers covering. Can you imagine having the Steelers and the over? Oh, and being in a sports book for that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what did you guys think? I mean, regardless of the controversy around the catch, was it a touchdown or was it a catch? Obviously it wasn't. It wasn't ruled a catch. Um, I mean, that's a whole other debate, but what do you guys think about the Steelers just going for it on whatever the... Oh, it's, it's, not, it's horrible coaching. But why do you not kick that field goal and take well, your chances at no, home and overtime? I think that's that's big bet. That's on bet. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 100% yeah. on bet. He, there's no way... He said in this post game, which I actually hate that he said just this. Just throws his coach throws under his the coach bus. Throws his coach under the bus. Says he? he was hearing in his headset, don't, don't clock it, don't yeah. clock it, so, which is bull. There's no way a coach... <laughs> In that situation, would just leave that up. They'd say clock yeah. it and then leave it up to Ben, who's mm-hmm. a veteran quarterback, to make the decision if he thinks they can get it. Yeah, I don't hate that he went for it. It's that they went over the middle. That was so dumb. Yeah, and he, you, were you guys watching with audio? Because no. Romo, Romo was calling it, and this was, I mean, oh yeah, it was. He's, I go, we can I go back to him. go back and forth, but like <laughs> that was one scenario where he's saying he said it five times. He's like, you gotta throw a fade here. Mm-hmm. You gotta throw a fade here because. Any any throw when the clock is at stake at the end of the game, if it's incomplete, it's got to be, or if if it's complete, it's got to be in the end zone. Because yeah. you saw the play before, they completed right. it at the three yard line, yeah. and that's what screwed them. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, yeah, that was on Ben, and the 
Yeah, over the middle, that's got to be... Like, they had time to run a play. I actually kind of like... I didn't love that it was a fake spike. Like, I think that's kind of gimmicky. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't hate the idea of taking one more shot. There was, like, eight seconds left or something right. like that when he snapped it. Like, plenty of time. But, like, we've seen this with the, the Patriots before. Like, this, this was the Super Bowl all over again. Right. Like, literally... They just... I mean, you got to give them credit because it's Brady and Belichick and they, they record speaks for itself. But, like, it's amazing just how many... How many things bounced their way? Like well, that. I mean, going all the way back to the Houston game earlier this year, like that was yeah. maybe not a catch in the end zone uh-huh. with uh, Cooks. I think it was. Right. Yep. Um, I don't know, but like that drive with Gronk was absurd. Oh. Like Gronk's uncoverable when he's healthy. Yeah. He's he literally like can't you can't stop him. And now the Patriots are probably going to be at home against yeah. Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship. And another, I mean, granted, it's in the moment and one drive at a time, but. The, page, the, the Steelers just keep putting Gronk in man coverage. Insane. Yeah, and that's another thing to think about with all these playoff matchups and talking about who the Vikings want to play. But, I mean, having a coach that knows what he's doing is mm-hmm. a huge advantage in these close playoff-type games. So Yeah. Belichick versus Tomlin's a mismatch. Yeah, absolutely. Huge mismatch. And it, um, I mean, maybe a rematch of we'll see in the uh, AFC Championship game, but, like, the Patriots and Steelers are always fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, just in general. And then the other sort of big news, kind of big news for people that like like the NFL and like funny things with the NFL, but Jeff Fisher apparently wants to get back into coaching. And the three teams he wants to coach are the Browns, the Colts, and the Bears. We need Jeff Fisher back. I, I need, <laughs> the NFL deserves Jeff Fisher. I need <laughs> Jeff Fisher coaching the Browns or the Bears. Yeah. That the would Colts be... would suck because they have still have Andrew Luck, so if they get like a smart coach, it would be really good for fantasy football especially because yeah. then you can pick people on that mm-hmm. team. If Fisher goes there, then it's just... I mean, he might be looking at Jacoby Brissett for the future. You, know, you can't keep <laughs> yeah. risking him putting Andrew Luck out there. And I, just... I love Jeff Fisher. He, com- he, comes into, <laughs> he comes into Indy and they're asking him questions about Andrew Luck. He's just like... You know, we haven't decided who the starter's going to be yet. <laughs> like, seeing like, Jeff Fisher in, like, Browns gear on the sideline, are you kidding me? <laughs> that would be incredible. I hope I hope he goes to the Bears just because that makes them irrelevant for the foreseeable yeah, future, which is good for the Vikings. Well, whoever... Which they could not be because they've got Trubisky, who's like, I don't know, he could be some, He's well, shown no, flashes, I mean, right? Yeah, they have he... John Fox Jr. as their coach right now. Yeah, so. seriously. Well, are either of these teams going to be on Hard Knocks next year? Because that, that could probably be a factor for Did him. you guys watch it when he, he was yeah, on the Rams? Yeah, he did. He, it, I mean, oh. He's <laughs> just, Yeah. He, I, he needs another season. <laughs> I, I could watch. Like, John or uh, Jeff Fisher's one of those guys where, like, if you're, if you're not, like, following the NFL and, like, especially NFL Twitter, like yeah. like closely, like you don't really understand why people want Jeff Jeff Fisher back. Like he was an okay coach for a really long, like way <laughs> too long for the Titans and Rams. Yeah. yeah. But like, why does everyone want Jeff Fisher back? It's for like the jokes. It's yeah, for the five hundred <laughs> jokes. The he's gonna be like realistically, unless he gets a job and goes undefeated, he's gonna be the all time leading loss <laughs> losing coach of all time, which he's is incredible. Pro- Somebody's gotta be. Yeah, but I'd love to see that. Um, any other NFL stuff you guys want to touch on? Keep rolling. Keep rolling. NBA, uh, big night a couple nights ago. Kobe getting two numbers retired, 8 and 24. People forget that uh, Kobe was number 8, and then bad things happened, then he was 24. New identity. Yeah, new identity. He tricked everyone. (laughs) Also, one of, like, the better moves, like, PR moves of all time. Well, yeah, I mean, just sell twice as many jerseys. Everyone needs a new one. That actually had me thinking the other day, like, why don't players switch their jerseys more? You'd think the NFL would almost... Encourage it. I don't know why I defaulted NFL, but 
um, you'd think they would, yeah, encourage yeah. players to change their numbers yeah. and just, well, maybe they'll buy your jersey again. I mi- yeah. Maybe well, they're thinking that if, if players change their numbers all the time, like, and that's a thing that players that are doing, people won't buy jerseys because they'll down. be like, yeah. like, yeah, you know, I don't want to buy his jerseys and have him switch. Like, yeah. I would imagine there's a number of players who don't want to change your number. Right. Like, just thinking back to when you yeah, would have jerseys and stuff, like, some people are pretty attached to their number, too. Like, who's your, who's yep. your favorite jersey swap? all time oh the jordan 45 yeah yeah Walt. hmm i love jordan 45 i think that's hysterical. well how many how many other ones are there there's lebron in miami well yeah. bielitsa went from 88 to 8 this year that was big don't sleep on that justin morneau went from 27 to 33 oh that's, that's right a big one. i forgot people about forget. that one people forget yeah that I'm trying to think there one. has to be more but yeah, yeah lebron to miami went to six and then came back to 23 so I think Madsen always there's wore thirty five. Yeah. Right? There's a there's a bunch. Yeah, we would have known if he switched. There's a bunch like I'm not thinking of in the NHL where players come and like numbers are like especially low numbers are retired or they get traded and someone's already got them. Yeah, I can't think of them off the top of my head. I'm I'm thinking like in like international play like whenever Sakic and Eisman would be on Team Canada, Sakic would be ninety one and Eisman would be nineteen. Was Sakic twelve? He was 19. Oh, wait. Oh, just... <laughs> they were oh, both 19. Sackick was with uh, the Avalanche. Right, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Randy switched from 84 to 81 when he went to the Patriots. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And we see 18 in Oakland. I think he was. Yeah. I always forget he was in Oakland. Yeah. Same with, uh, where was, Chris Carter was with Miami. You remember that? At the very like the very end of his career, yep. he was on the Dolphins for a second. Mm-hmm. I hate when I hate players when players die. like I I default to Shaquille O'Neal. Like he played for every five yeah. different teams yeah. for his last three just years. Ring for the just, king. Yeah, I guess. And I mean, he got one with D Wade. Yeah. Um, I don't Ocho know. That Cinco, bothers me a little bit. Jerry yeah. Rice, Terrell Owens, they all. Yeah. It just kind of I feel like it tarnishes your legacy a little bit. But then you would think like Shaq, he's one of the best mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. I don't know. Jumping back to the Kobe getting his number yeah. retired, something that bothered me out of that whole situation was all of these old Lakers who for like seemingly ever had not conceded that Kobe was the best Laker of all time, just like did. Like Mag- Magic said it, Shaq, Shaq said, said it. it, like these guys like Shaq who was on record being adamant saying like Kobe's <laughs> nothing without me. Kobe has like his night and Shaq's like, Yeah, he's the best Laker of all time. And Magic Johnson says that Kobe's the best Laker of all time, knowing that him and like Kareem and Shaq and all those guys played there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't love that. Just well, like kneeling, kneeling down for Kobe just because it's his night. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a testament to Kobe. What do I you guess. say? Is he the best Laker of all time? I, I think so. I mean, he played the longest. I think that plays in his in his favor yeah. quite a bit. Um, I, I always have a hard time with these greatest of all time discussions because at least for people that are our age we never watched you know jerry west and will chamberlain and kareem abdul jabbar and so it's hard to to have that conversation especially with basketball and how much it's changed over the years but i mean certainly at least in our lifetime kobe's probably one of two or three most dominant players and Mm -hmm. yeah and you think of a guy like Magic too. I mean, he had a shortened career, so it's hard to really like. Yeah, that's true. Define him as the best, but uh, and you, you forget Luke Walton. He might be coaching the Lakers <laughs> now. He played for the Lakers for a while. Yeah, so. people do forget. People do forget. Um, but yeah, you guys got uh, a strong stance on which Kobe was better. I like eight. That reminds me of the good old days of the NBA when yeah, he had the afro. Yeah, he had the little tight afro. Yeah, 
That was sick. And every team had like one all star, and it was just really yeah. competitive. And <laughs> the Wolves were the four seed and lost in the first round every year. Yeah. <laughs> those were I the good old days. Those yep. all star games. <laughs> those all star games were awesome oh, too. Yeah. I miss that. Kobe um, winning the uh, the slam dunk contest as an eighteen year old. Yeah. I swear, I've looked for it too. There's a game, a couple games where he wore like a glove, fingerless glove. I want to find that. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Just, so I, I think I lean eight as well for that reason. I love that. Other big uh, basketball news, um, and it feels like we talk about them every week, but I mean, they keep making headlines every week, so what are we going to do? Hands it. are tied. LeVar Ball <laughs> wants to start a big baller league, or a league funded by a big baller brand anyway. Yeah. Um, that recruits kids graduated from high school that don't want to play college, don't want to do the NCAA thing, and want to get paid a little money. Mm-hmm. So essentially the way it'll work is they want only ranked high school players. The highest ranked high school player in the league will get $10,000 a month. The lowest will get $3,000 a month, and then everyone in between will be like sandwiched between that range. Wow, okay. That's pretty Which actually, <laughs> Which yeah. is also like kind of like a, like a, a good plan. In my opinion, like you just pay them, like you don't have to negotiate contracts. It's like this is what you're ranked according to like these polls. Yeah, yeah. this is what you get. Is Lavar <clears throat> funding this out of his own pocket? Do you know? Big baller brand. Whoever's funding that, I guess. <laughs> this is this is the first thing that I'm actually kind of interested in with big baller brand and Lavar Ball. Like I think this is pretty legit, and I think it could be pretty beneficial. Well, you got gotta... a lot of players are going to be interested in it. Well, someone on Twitter brought up a decent point, which is I guess you can go straight from high school to the G League. So if people wanted to get paid, why wouldn't you just do that? Maybe, I don't know, maybe they see more development potential. More exposure from LeVar's league? Yeah, or I, I don't know. I, I, maybe they just don't see the G League as being that developmental because you're playing with a bunch of like, uh, you're not washed out as, NBA players. And there are guys trying yeah. to make it, but I don't know. I mean, that's a factor, I think, age. Playing with guys your same age, which you'd yeah. be doing in college. Plus, you know, if you can somehow string this together, they're going to get a bunch of coverage. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like who wouldn't want that? Yeah, you get it's. They gotta. I wonder if they already have some some potential kids who are interested because, especially the first year, like if you commit to this, mm-hmm. then you're banking that they get enough people to form a league. Yeah, and you know that it passes every. <laughs> I mean, regular... He's done some wild stuff before. Yeah, but... this is it. <laughs> you get yourself in a situation where it's, you know, coming down to the time where school would start, you can't get back to Division One, and then the league folds and you're yeah. SOL <laughs> that, for this I mean, year. That sucks, yeah. yeah. This is his, like, masterpiece. This is Mona Lisa. You know? like he's, <laughs> this he's, is his baby, yeah. This is, this is the one. Like, if he can somehow, and I don't know if it's even, like, going to be allowed. I don't know if, like, <laughs> if there's, like, some restrictions. I imagine there are on, like, how many leagues, like, paid leagues you can have and, like, right. who can play in them and... and I guess it's like if you're out of the out of high school, out of amateur status for a year, like you're good for the NBA. So like that so, should fly. But I would imagine that the NCAA is going to have something to say about this. Well, I was going to say, do you think this could eventually lead to colleges playing or paying athletes? Like I mean, just that's force been a their huge hand. discussion. Yeah. I mean, how important are these players to their programs and? Mm-hmm revenue stream <laughs> i think something's got to give at some point but i think the ncaa and the nba are still kind of working together so mm-hmm. you think the nba would rather <laughs> than make go. make something formal with the ncaa rather yeah. than with uh Malar mr ball. ball yeah commissioner ball <laughs> come on commissioner we, ball. Like, <laughs> I, I need this can you imagine him being the ceo of your your company you oh walk my into work and he's just spewing 
CEO well, of my speaking of CEO of my company, his name's Young Young. He's uh, Chinese, and he he and another young younger Chinese guy were trying to figure out what I was going to do today because my boss was out of or was sick. And uh, they'd go back and forth between speaking Mandarin and then talking to me. So, like, they'd oh, be, is... like, talking about things. And I, like, didn't know if I was being addressed or not. <laughs> and, like, it was just a, it's a shit show of a situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just but, wait until you're spoken to. But so if it was LeVar Ball, we'd have less of that. True. Probably. So does, is this is LeVar, is he going to run for president in a few years? I would imagine. Like, that's just not out of the cards, right? That very well could happen. Yeah, I mean, I, he's the kind of guy that, like, could delusionally think he could do it. Absolutely. Or at least like it's like it'll drum up enough like stupid shit that or, it'll be beneficial. Or maybe yeah. someone on the other side pays him to run just so that everyone gets mad and then votes <laughs> yeah. for the other side. Yeah, yeah and that's like kind of what happened with Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump accidentally is. won the <laughs> he, presidency. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> he, he, I guarantee he woke up. It was like uh, you guys, you guys watch uh, Arrested Development at all? No, I don't. Oh, uh, it's like Job's a running joke where he like does he like does something, gets in too deep, and then it'll be like a close up to his face. He's like, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> that's what. I feel like Donald Trump thought when he he woke up the night after the election. It's like <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> he realizes he's actually the president. Speaking of this, actually reminded me we're gonna jump back to football here. This big baller thing. You guys hear that Vince McMahon wants to bring the XFL back? Wow. <laughs> I know hardly a thing about Vince McMahon. I mean, I know his backstory a little bit, but I just love the memes of him. Yeah, They're like the, the so funny flippy so, arm walk into the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you get back to it, but if this means more Vince McMahon memes, I'm all for it. Did you guys hear on part of my take? They were talking a couple weeks ago, with or like last week, with the guy that did the announcing for WWE for a long time, and uh, people it? were not allowed to sneeze yeah. in meetings with Vince McMahon. <laughs> people were, no, it was like they were definitely afraid to sneeze. Yeah, because right? like, he'd get mad. He will kill you. Yeah, he'd get mad at them <laughs> sneezing in meetings, which is the power move of all power moves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess he wants to bring back the XFL. Do you guys remember watching the XFL at all? I, I, I have I a vague really. memory of watching one game, mm-hmm. but and being super excited for mm-hmm. big hits and stuff. But yeah. I don't, I don't really remember. That's kind of what I thought too. And like, it's it was only until recently I realized it only lasted one year. I kind of thought it was a thing for a little while. You know what I mean? Like a couple years, it was around. Or... This is different than arena football, right? Yeah, yeah. arena okay. football still happening somehow. Oh yeah. wow, people are into it. I don't know. I think XFL could maybe have a little niche I think audience. It could of people that like think football's getting soft or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, well it's it also you take away the the concern about player safety and right, stuff. Because you sign up for it right, with, like, you know what you're getting with, into. With what I imagine is like a thirty page waiver. Yeah. You may die signing on the field. signing yeah. your life Every away. Season. Essentially like gladiators. Yeah. Um some NHL talk quick. Wild lost to the Blackhawks on Sunday night in a pretty ugly game, but then came back and beat the Senators. They were down 3-1 yesterday, came back 1-5-3. Um, they've actually been playing all right. Stalock's been in net while Dubnik's hurt, and he's 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 a he's a good backup. He's really athletic. He's actually a Minnesota kid. I think he played at St. Paul Academy or something like that. But uh, always like that. Undersized, yeah. undersized guy. Um, some concern as to how long um, he can like keep up as a number one guy um but they're actually they're trending in the right direction and uh there's some hope they still have the same troubles that they always do which is that they can't score but Dumba's actually kind of turned it around here in the last couple weeks which is nice to see um so in your opinion what's what's the ceiling for them this year make the playoffs and lose in the first round they could win a round or two okay i mean like any the nhl is weird in that like 
you make the playoffs and, and you have you, a chance. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like and your goaltender get your gets goalie hot. hot. Yeah, your goalie yeah. gets hot and Dubnik can get hot. Um and so like they could make the playoffs. And like I I mean it's not it wouldn't be like that crazy. They'd have to play well. That's the thing, is they have such little room for error with the yeah. way that their teams build. Are they just gonna be in purgatory forever? Because they're not gonna get any high draft. Picks They've been in purgatory soon. for like the last decade. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it feels that way. Well, like a couple years ago when like even last year, when they were like on that run in February, they were like the best team in the NHL for the month, and um, you think like they're finally putting it together and stuff, and then it just all comes down to just not having those that one or two those one or two guys that you know you can rely on at all times. And what's our what's our Parisi update? He's still not back. He's been skating. Good, um, good. Again, still my same concerns, which is that if it was a no big deal to have the surgery, he would have done it in the off season instead yeah. of trying to rehab it. That's like. They tried to sell it as, like, it's only going to be a couple months and he'll be back fine. But, like, if that was the case, he would have done it right as soon as the, the season ended. Right. Okay. Um, other hockey stuff going on. World Junior Championships comes up next week, starts on the 26th. And it is, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it is my favorite, like, hockey tournament. It's time it, to go back to juniors. It's time to go back to juniors. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's just high-paced. It's, like... That perfect thing where we talk about with like the NCAA basketball and stuff, where and it's a little bit like cleaner than NBA ba- or NCAA basketball in my opinion, but it's like that high skill level with just enough like mistakes from eighteen year old kids to where like the offense is so fun. Yeah, and you get a bunch of fast breaks. Yeah, like and... yeah, like five on threes, like penalt- like dumb penalties at terrible times and stuff. It's awesome. So are these juniors players from respective countries that play for their country, or is it yeah, only so U.S.? Play, is, are there junior leagues outside of the U.S.? Oh, yeah, there's yeah, junior okay. leagues everywhere. And, like, some of these guys play pro in Europe. Actually, a couple of them, like, some of them, like, are in the NHL oh. or in the AHL because um, it's under 20. Oh, it's only about age. Yeah, oh, okay, only about okay. age. And, uh, and then there's really good junior leagues in Canada. Those are where the major juniors is where um, a lot of the NHL um, talent comes from. And so they like take time off, and it's it's just a it's a blast. It's a huge deal in Canada, the World Juniors, like yeah. like huge up there, like on par with like the Olympics and stuff. Um, so it's actually a lot of fun if you have interest in in hockey or or and you haven't gotten into World Juniors. I highly recommend checking that out. A lot of fun. Um, and now we're gonna we're gonna welcome on our model two eighty four correspondent Owen Goodwalt. Onto the podcast. Uh, if anyone's reading any of his articles, if you're into fantasy football, he does kind of the uh, the fantasy studs and duds as well as the fantasy quarterback projection model. Uh, Owen, how's it going? It's going good. Glad to be here. If you can't distinguish between Owen and Sam, it's because they're cousins. <laughs> I actually have a hard time with it myself if I, <laughs> if I couldn't look at them. Um, yeah, so, and they have the exact same voice. Yeah, too. that's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it might I be wasn't tough. aware. I, I don't hear it. Incredible. Oh, That's going to be fun to it hear. Is, That's yeah, going to be is. that exchange right there is going to be fun to hear back. But uh, do we want to just do quick because fantasy championship games are for most people this weekend. Yeah, big yes, one. sir. Do you guys want to just run through any quick uh, all-time fantasy stories that you've got for heartbreaks? I had my life destroyed back. <laughs> must have been around 2007. It was 2007, 2008 era. Um, Back when Brian Westbrook was still playing for the Eagles, <laughs> I was in the championship game in my family league, down nine, and there was a minute left in the Eagles game, and Brian Westbrook was the only player left playing in our game that week. Eagles had the ball 
on their own 40-yard line. <laughs> Brian Westbrook takes – they're just running out the clock. Brian Westbrook takes a handoff straight up the middle. <laughs> untouched goes 60 yards and slides at the one. No! <laughs> and I lose the game by two points. That is incredible. Dagger. That's awesome. And yet, you know, like the announcers were like, that's just a good team player right there. No, yeah. he doesn't need that stat pad. Yeah. Gonna run out the clock. Like to know you're just ruining everyone's day. Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. It's, it's also, it's, it's kind of fun in the social media era that we live in now. In the last couple of years, you just see so many screenshots of playoff games or yeah, just like games in general that are decided by the tenth of a point or a quarterback takes a knee at yeah, the last loses second a, a tenth. loses a tenth and then that's the difference in the game but those are always fun to hear about they're less fun to be a part of and i'd just like to send a quick little uh, condolences to drew otto who lost one of my leagues for the second straight year i'm looking forward to that calendar uh other thing you guys want to talk about maybe good good fantasy punishments yeah, so, good ones? yeah, we have, I know Evan and I and Fred participate in a league where we try to come up with elaborate punishments for, for the loser. Um, one idea that was floated this year was that um, a person, <laughs> we called it a Roto 5K. <laughs> so you have to sign up for like a formal 5K race. And then between, doesn't you can do it whenever you want, but you have to carry a rotisserie chicken <laughs> with you and finish it before. By the end of the race yep. and finish within a reasonable time, yeah, like thirty or thirty-five but minutes. But Roto five k, yeah. yeah. Uh, one, my family league, we've got uh, the loser has to set up and run a lemonade stand in the middle of June in Uptown Minnesota, which is a busy, especially walking place on a Saturday. So that that could be a lot of fun, actually. And the 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 Earnings get spread out through everyone on the league. Okay, I was gonna uh, say, what if these guys they don't like, get to yeah, just it. go wild and make a ton of money? Yeah, you probably would business. make a decent amount. Like yeah. if you just do like dollar lemonade, you know, people walking down would probably yeah, snag some. Yeah, that's a some. good point. I also like just got to have a creative punishment in there too to keep people invested. But you should also have a just loser has to contribute double entry fee, Ooh. and that just gets added to mm-hmm. the pot. Yeah, anything to keep people motivated yeah. is really what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen, do you want to talk a little bit about your uh, studs and duds or uh, the fantasy quarterback projections? Yeah, actually. So, obviously, with it being championship week here in fantasy football, um, you don't want to ride a player all year, have them just light it up, and then pull a, you know, a road game against the Broncos for the championship and be stuck. Right? Mm-hmm. So, there's... We saw Pretty, some of that last week already, right? With yeah. you know Russell Wilson having kind of a dud game, and then Eli Manning finishing as like the second <laughs> highest quarterback on the week. I'd love to like be the guy that pulled the trigger on Eli Manning oh. for your championship. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. how like much of a god you'd feel yeah. like? Yeah. So there's there's basically four guys at quarterback, four streamers that are kind of the most popular picks this week. Um, Case Keenum, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, and Joe Flacco. Wow, that is a crew. That is a lot. <laughs> all those How guys. Do you pick? Yeah. <laughs> all of those guys are owned in less than seventy percent. Um, Flacco is owned in about ten percent of leagues across most formats. Wow. <laughs> He's actually been not bad the last. Another weeks. just quick side note that I didn't even think about is there's a um, Packer fan at work was telling me that uh, he was like, one of the teams I don't want to win the Super Bowl is the Ravens. 
because then Joe Flacco would have more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, wow. So that would might be, be a, cheering for the <laughs> cheering would, for the, range, the, the Ravens out of the AFC. That would be a nice consolation if yeah. the Vikings choke. Um, yeah, Flacco actually his last three games has had 250 passing yards and two total touchdowns. In each? In each game. Okay. Uh, yeah, Model has him projected as quarterback 12 this week, so definitely yeah. starter worthy. In play. Yeah, no, he's uh he's looking good too against Indianapolis, who is one of the one one of the most unwatchable defenses and teams in the league right <laughs> yeah, now. Up there. It's an atrocity. Just they, awful. they might be more unwatchable than the Browns just because the Browns are kind of fun to watch. Oh yeah. The Browns are so bad it's yeah. to the point where it's kinda of fun to yeah. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Browns have, like, individual players that are yeah, talented to watch. You can watch I mean, Josh you, Gordon. I watch Josh Gordon every week. Yeah. Duke, Duke Johnson, too. He's one of Tom's favorites. <laughs> <laughs> he, had the, he threw the Gordon glasses on last weekend on the sideline, too. Did you see that? I didn't no, see that. He did, but, yeah, they're, you, you kind of sympathize with the Browns, and then you're like, nah, let's keep this yeah. going. <laughs> Ride it. Yeah, so Keenum, um, if you're following along, we publish our, our model projections for quarterback scoring every week on the website. We'll be publishing those uh, later tonight on Wednesday, so you can check those out on Thursday. Uh, Case Keenum, quarterback 8. Blake Bortles, quarterback 10. Joe Flacco, quarterback 12. And who was the last one? Oh, Nick Foles. So Nick Foles is down at quarterback 19, um, but the model is built on each quarterback's last seven games, so being that he's only played one game in Philly, that's drawing from some of his games under Jeff Fisher. Which which uh, that he's inflated. Their right. stats are inflated. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So take that one with a grain of salt. But he's he's also in a good matchup this week against the Raiders. What about some duds? Who do you not like? Well, I really, I'm really i a big Jimmy Garoppolo guy in mm-hmm. general, but this week he's got the Jags. Yeah. And I'd love to see him pull out just a huge game, just to show up what the best defense in the league just prove that for once and for all that Bill Belichick missed on a trade. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Also, but Jimmy Garoppolo way hotter than Tom Brady and I don't know yeah. where these Patriots fans are coming from. Yeah. It is bananas. Yeah, people like, people like winning. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, I'll give you that I'm, one. I'm just all aboard the hype train on him. I saw a video on Twitter today that was like a, him mic'd up, mm-hmm. just like pumping up his teammates and just commanding the huddle. Yeah, he looks good he's in that, that, yeah. uh, that red. Yeah, too. he does. He's I so actually, calm, too. Just I saw an article this week, too, that it was speculating that Belichick was actually protecting Garoppolo by not trading him to the Browns. But then I was like, no way. No would way. Bill Bill Belichick, Belichick ever would think that. about a player no like way. that, you know? I don't know. I, yeah, maybe you're right. I heard, um, his first start in San Francisco, I remember someone on the Patriots had said after the game, the first thing everyone was talking about in the locker room after the Patriots win was yeah. that Jimmy had won on the 49ers. That's cool. And everyone That's was pumped cool. up about it. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He seemed like a good guy. Seemed like he, people liked him in, in uh, New England. You got anyone else you're shying away from? Uh, yeah, I'm this week... Stay away from Eli Manning. I know he looks <laughs> looks like he's tasty. Borderline a tasty MVP right play there. right now. Him and Sterling Shepard. Sterling is, I mean, he's been pretty solid all year, yeah. especially a consider, games. considering his situation. Right. But this week against the Cardinals, it'd be him and Patrick Peterson, and yeah, mm-hmm. not an ideal matchup. Not a matchup you really want. Yeah, model model has just round out. Top 12 for you guys this week. Cam Newton, QB1, 
it had him as QB1 last week as well, and he finished as QB1. It's not going to happen every week, but he's got another good matchup at home against Tampa Bay. Um, Alex Smith, quarterback too. Model's been riding high with him all year. He's had some down stretches, but he also gets just the the atrocity of a defense that is the Miami Dolphins this yeah. week. Um, Drew Brees, quarterback three, at home against the Falcons. Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback four, without Antonio Brown, but... I thought that leg was broken, by the way. I forgot to mention that. You yeah, see the slow-mo? It looked like it wrapped around. Yeah. Um, Jared Goff, quarterback five. Tom Brady, quarterback six, which is kind of low for him, but the Bills, the Bills haven't played well, and they have a worse run defense than pass defense, so... Never try to get inside Belichick's head, but you'd think he would just pound the rock if, if the team can't stop him. Yeah, the Bills are giving up the most points to running backs this year in PPR. There you go. Uh, Dak Prescott, quarterback 7, and then we already mentioned Keenum 8, Russell Wilson 9, Bortles 10, Matt Stafford 11, and Joe Elite Flacco 12. <laughs> if he wins two Super Bowls, come on. you got. I mean, that's elite status. right? I mean, like, yeah. if he wins two Super Bowls, he's essentially Eli Manning. Yeah, they're like they'd be a very similar players. Like have like a couple decent regular seasons, really be mediocre for most of their career, but have two Super Bowls. Although, would it be more fun to have that or to have Blake Bortles win a Super Bowl? Blake Bortles, yeah. oh yeah, of course. But he's been Blake Bortles has been good, like really good the last three. I saw like a, a graphic. It was like for all the major quarterback statistics, he was like one. He was a top three for like all of them over the last three. Yeah, I think might have been even higher. Might have been like one, one, yeah, one, and two. I've, I've got it right here. Is a tweet from Adam Schefter. Blake Bortles this month, three and zero, which is tied for first in the NFL among quarterbacks. Yards per <laughs> attempt, nine point nine, first in the league. Touchdown to interception ratio, seven to zero, first in the league. Total QBR, 85, first in the league. <laughs> wow. And I brought this up uh, a couple weeks ago when he was not playing like. Yeah. As well, like whether the Jags fans kind of thought of him like Keenum, where it was like just don't touch it, and I think we settled on no because Keenum's been playing better. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like he's, I think we were hy- uh, hypothetically talking about them picking up Eli Manning. Yeah, and that was before Eli mm-hmm. got reinserted the next week. But yeah. you know, <laughs> looks like, very much like his Hall of Fame stuff. Like Bortles going into the playoffs. And yeah, I think he solidified himself. Yeah, I mean, if he's got he, um, Owen mentioned it. I mean, as much as I love the Vikings D and I wouldn't trade them for anything, the Jags are probably the best D in the league right now. Yeah. Although, the the only thing, I guess it's not necessarily a defense thing, it's a team thing, but if they get down 14-0, whether it's a kick return Mm -hmm. or a a pick six or maybe the defense gives up a big play, which they're still capable of as good as they are, being down 14-0 with Blake Bortles is not going to be a good feeling. I don't care how well he's played last month. Um, That's true. Whereas if the Vikings were in that situation, you know, we've proven that we can put some points up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Evan, you want to talk at all about your uh, defense? Yeah, I haven't uh, posted an article this week yet, but every week uh, I'll just go through and take a look at what the model projects for our defenses every week. And from there, and actually I got it pulled up right here. Um, and from there, I usually take a little subjective stab at it, tell you what I like, what I don't like out a couple good streaming options so definitely check that out um but this week the model's liking bears versus browns which is hard not to like yeah i think anytime, that makes a lot of sense yeah i think <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a i mean just a grudge match anytime you get the browns in there that's usually uh, basically just tells you to fire up whatever that defense that is i love that game. Um, fred's taking the over in that <laughs> one that's 38 honestly 
The over at 38 is way too high. I was telling Ev, <laughs> I was telling Ev before the game, I would not feel comfortable taking the over in a Browns Bears game if it was in anywhere in the double digits. Yeah, like they yeah. just like, they, if it was 12, I'd be like, ah, I'm staying away. Yeah. They they only make them so high and so low though. So it's really, I mean, I think they that snow game, that Buffalo snow game, that closed at like 36 or 37. Yeah. So it just it just doesn't get that low. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask what the lowest you guys have seen was, but Yeah, there's it seems been like they have a, a floor. There, I looked at this cuz there's been some really low totals this year, mm-hmm. and scoring has been down. But I went back and looked, and there was the lowest of the last f- three years. There was a game, uh, Seattle, Arizona, and Arizona had a backup, and it was in Seattle. It's and played underwater. Underwater, <laughs> but the total closed at 36.5. So that was the lowest I've seen in the last okay. three years. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and next, second, we got the Steelers at Texans. We won't go through all these, but um, they're projected at 9.2 points. I think that's pretty favorable i mean the texans aren't a very good team right now they're pretty short on weapons uh and then you got giants at cardinals that's an interesting one yeah putting your faith in what the giants were supposed to be uh against blaine gabbert and the cardinals um blaine gabbert yeah so if you guys are if you're still in the championship run here uh, and you need a defense whether you're picking between a few or maybe even still have a viable option on the the streaming wire uh check out our article that comes out tomorrow and Hopefully we can help you out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think we can roll on through to unwritten rules if you guys are ready. Unless, Wall, you have anything else to plug with the model? Let's do it. All right, yeah. unwritten rules. It's Christmas time. Uh, Christmas is Monday. Everyone's scrambling for, for gifts. I've got down here unwritten rules for buying gifts for, for like your roommates and significant others and even like family extended family kind of like people were like not your mom and dad where you know you're, you're supposed to get them a gift and whatnot like this got brought up because my roommate mike erickson love him to death appreciate him he went and the nice guy he is unsolicited got myself and my other roommate gifts okay which then puts the onus <laughs> right that's just like now i was like i really like appreciate it love it you kind of you kind of fucked me here. <laughs> now now I gotta go get two more gifts and then to to like make the situation like even worse. His girlfriend again, friend of mine, who I appreciate very much, got me a gift and was super excited oh, about it. So now I'm like, oh my god, these are three gifts I did not plan for financially. Yeah, that's um, always a tough spot to get put in. So I'm wondering if you guys have any unwritten rules on like where you cut the line off on who you're getting gifts for or like what what that how that goes i mean both of you guys have significant others too so it's like how do you know how much to get evs in a in a newer relationship obviously we've always had several christmases so he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of got a, a benchmark but like how do you judge yeah. exactly what you get or how much you spend or how's that work yeah well wally i mean you should be off the hook now you got her a ring <laughs> you got a house now you should you shouldn't have to worry about presents yeah i'm never it. buying her anything ever again <laughs> Well, I was I was saying at work at that like once you're married, like gifts kind of like obviously they're nice and thoughtful and stuff, but like you share everything. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. it's not really the same thing as yeah. like getting someone something for their home or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've cut down on like all the ancillary stuff. Like mm-hmm. we don't really get each other anything for anniversary or Valentine's Day or any of that. But I'll usually get her stuff for birthday and Christmas. Yeah, I think those are the two big ones for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Have you you sweating over there, like wondering like how much you should spend? Yeah, well now I'm thinking I probably should have gotten something. <laughs> no, I, but yeah, I mean, it does throw you in a little pickles? It's like, yeah. okay, is she gonna get me something? How much do I want to spend? Yeah. How much are you gonna spend? But I don't want to ask you how much you're gonna spend. Right. I remember kind of throws you in the washing machine. I remember probably my my first introduction to this question. I had a girlfriend in like sixth grade, mm-hmm. if you can even call that a girlfriend. <laughs> but this is early. But me, so me and my one of my really good friends, we both had girlfriends, and we went to Target to get them presents, and, <laughs> and we both just literally bought like fifteen things that were like nothing expensive, yeah, just like, like like lip gloss and like earrings, and just like. Fifteen things, <laughs> just handed it to yeah, like just, a bag, and yeah. every single one. Yeah, yeah, incredible. That's yeah. wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, I think Fred, you get thrown into a sticky situation like that. But if it comes like unsolicited or it's not established that hey, you know, like your roommates, like hey, let's do a little white yeah. elephant or let's yeah. get each other some little whatever. Yeah. Then I think it's fine. I don't think you're. I don't think you need to get them anything. I agree. But I I would totally be feeling what you're feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah, went and got, I went and got stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I did. Yeah. But, like, like, and, like, I mean, again, like, I don't, like, I don't feel bad about it. Right? Right. It's just like, whoa, now, it's just more of like a wake-up call. It's like, are those gifts under the trees? Like, yeah, those are for you and Brian. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit, we're doing that, huh? This yeah. is, we're doing this. No, I think you handled it right. I don't think... The expectation is not that you would have to get them a gift, but I would do the same thing. Yeah. Crap, I gotta go get them something, and mm-hmm. you scramble to figure it out. Yeah. But yeah. like siblings, you guys get your siblings gifts. Yeah, so we we I mean I just have one sister, and we've always gotten each other stuff. I think this year, so she got married this year. I'm obviously in a long, engaged in a long relationship, and so <laughs> them, them and engaged us in a, in a, a recent relationship. <laughs> them and us and then my parents were just giving like gifts as oh, couples. Oh, yeah. okay, that's nice. So yeah. it's one less to get. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Makes it easier. Do you have any like hacks or anything? I was trying to think of some hacks that like. Like, my coworker was saying he's got extended family on his, like, wife's side that he needs to get gifts for now. And I was like, oh, yeah. and with, like, kids and stuff, I was like, just get him a board game. It covers all the, all the kids. You know, get the family, like, a game. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's nice. like that. Um, I, I, I luck out because, like, my sister just tells me what she wants. See, that's Find huge. Find something easy that it's huge. like, yeah, just give me this. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually get a little more creative with my brother. But then, you know, it's hard when you get the family exchange going and you get, like, your cousin's boyfriend or yeah, someone yeah, you've never even met. Yeah. It's like, what do I get you, yeah. you know? Do, do I get you something? Like, right. are you are you even going to be here next yeah. year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to invest 50 bucks in you. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm going to be gone by March. Yeah, I don't know. That's always kind of tricky. Um, but you, I think it's always important, too, to establish, like, with an exchange that's organized like that, mm-hmm. like how much you're gonna spend. That's, like I think of the classic yeah. Office episode when they do the white elephant, and my <laughs> Michael Scott brings like the iPad, iPod video. He brings the, the new iPod. <laughs> it was like four hundred bucks, yeah. and he's just like, oh, I mean, that, I love that show to death. Right, I got Ryan an iPod. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Michael, you're supposed to spend twenty bucks. Yeah, he's all pissed off because Phyllis knitted him a, an yeah. oven mitt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so my family, like, I have three siblings, and growing up, we would always do, like, kind of, like, a Secret Santa thing, where, like, we'd get one gift for each person. Yeah. Or, like, one, you know, you'd yeah. take names or whatever. Now we're older, like, it, it kind of isn't established whether or not we get each, everyone <laughs> gifts, and, like, nothing, nothing happens, so I assume I'm getting them all gifts, I just haven't really pulled that together yet. 
Um, but again, this whole gift giving thing is really putting a dent in my wallet. Yeah, yeah it's always a stressor just figuring out how many people you got to buy for well, and then what to get them. And... I went to the mall on Monday and just wandered around. Yeah. Like, I had no direction, <laughs> I had absolutely no ideas. And I just wandered around the mall until I like picked up. I like actually hit the kiosks like pretty hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that was. Getting all the sales yeah, pitches. Yeah, yeah, like were, flying the little drone thing. Yeah, they were selling <laughs> me like, pretty good. This thing is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> How much is it? It's like $300. <laughs> um, other uh, Christmas thing that has some, you know, like maybe some light feet around it is. Uh, Family Christmas parties. Yeah. How much do you drink? What's the appropriate? Well, we got uh, we got the we got the cousins here, so I think you guys yeah. should lead this off. I mean, well, I'm I'm this is Sam. Because apparently, we can't tell our voices apart. <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to talk about our family. <laughs> we're I'm one of the older cousins, and I'm 25. So it's really just been recently that the the younger generation started being new age of the age to drink. Yeah. Yeah, the younger generation here. They're rising. <laughs> They're revolting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends, like, what the family... Because we, we are starting this year, we're doing, like, a couple separate things for different groups. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have okay. a really big family, so it's always just kind of a, just a mess of people, and you kind of congregate in your little groups. and mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I think it's like if you're with the whole family, you probably keep it two three drink maximum yeah. but like if i'm if it's me sam like all our 21 to 26 age cousins i'm probably yeah I mean, 30 40 drinks <laughs> <laughs> you just you just multiply whatever you would do with your by family by 10 yeah it's a, it's a factor of 10 yeah like the aunt uncles grandparents finally fall asleep and you like start cracking up yeah you're stuff, saying, you know? right, let's go <clears throat> yeah i think the i think the biggest thing and i i mean both my sides of my family, it doesn't get too crazy, but it's just don't, I think this applies to everything, is just don't be the drunkest person, Yeah, right? yeah. Don't Huge. stick out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> just don't stick out, like yeah. neither seen nor heard. Yeah, like, exactly. You were just there. Like, if you can fly under the radar and be at a pretty good level, then go for it, yeah. just don't be seen. Don't, don't stay, I, there's kind of the same idea as I felt about the family wedding, it's like, as long as, like, it's not, yeah. like... As long as like people aren't like, dude, Fred was hammered last night. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the talk of the wedding. Yeah, like, yeah. As long as people aren't talking about me on the on the ride home, I right. think I think we did a good job. Um, five minutes of research. Uh, Wally, have you done your research on why Christmas is on the twenty fifth? I have. You want to yeah. enlighten us? So, because Jesus from, was born on that day. From my five minutes of research, so you know we we're wondering why Christmas is on the twenty fifth because you got. Thanksgiving, that's always on, you know, the fourth Thursday of November, but yep. Christmas is on a stagnant day. Um, from my five minutes, I had no background on this, but from my five minutes of research, um, apparently there's really no reason at all. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, so there's no, great. there's nothing from the Bible or very early history that, that associates any date with, with Christmas. With Jesus's actual birth? Yeah. The first, or the, the timing of that, the right. time of the year. Right. And if anything... What we what little we do know would suggest that it is at a completely different time. Yeah, more like spring. <laughs> yeah, but so the first record of a, a Christmas celebration in on December twenty fifth is like the the fourth century, um, and I think there were there were two kind of theories as to why that happened, and I didn't understand either of them. Perfect. Huh. I would imagine it has something to do. If this is my guess here. Is that if if people kind of thought 
that maybe the Christmas should have been around the spring. They're like, God, oh, but that's kind of close to what we got Easter at right now. Yeah. Maybe we space them. round out we, the year. Yeah, we space them out a little bit. You got, you but know. wait, Christmas probably came before Easter because Jesus was born on Christmas. True. Right? And then he rose on Easter. True. Right? So don't you think they established Christmas first? You, you, you hear me? Well, apparently Yeah, but I don't think they were cel- celebrating wait, wait, Christmas yeah, while he was be, alive. Yeah. Okay, right. I agree, I agree with it. that. But don't you start? Oh, you mean like in yeah. in three hundred when they? No, no, because I think I think I think once he dies, you start celebrating well, the day that he rose from the dead on, right? Okay, true. You know, you don't start thinking. Wait, like once he died and rose, you're like, let's celebrate when he was born. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes. I think you do Easter sense. first. All right, Easter That's... first, and then they were like, let's let's space this out a bit so we can get more donations, probably more people coming to the church, more money. It's probably a money thing. It's always a money thing, right? Yeah, so it always traces back to making money. Well, you're welcome. We just made all of you that much smarter. Yeah, exactly. Now that you you might know that it was probably <laughs> because of money. Also, fun. Does anyone know why uh, X for Christmas? X stands for or in the middle. I think like Christ or cross. I don't know. I think, and this is me really pulling here. And I think I heard that should be X is like either Greek or. Maybe Roman or Roman the thing? I don't Timus? know. Greek Timus. for for Christ. <laughs> okay. Potentially. Hmm. Are we getting a background on that? I'm looking, but I can't promise anything. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe don't. Xmas definition Christmas. Let's just go. let's just let's <laughs> just go with that. Uh, X is Greek. Yeah, for you're Christ. right. It says X symbol for Christ. The Greek letter hey, from the right. Greek letter chi or chi, which is oh, it's chi. Isn't chi. that chi? I wouldn't the know. math thing. Yeah, oh, Kai like squared. Kai yeah. squared. Fred, uh, what a nerd. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, you guys are rubbing off on me. <laughs> got to start beating people up in the parking lot or something. <laughs> um, last thing we got today, overs of the week. Um, I'll start with mine because I've got it ready. I'm doing Jaguars and 49ers at 42. I know that Ooh. the Jaguars defense is obviously, as we've talked about several times today, probably the best in the league, but a couple of hot quarterbacks in there and kind of a low total for, for guys with the – firepower of Blake Bortles and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going Jags and 49ers. Keep those two going. Nice. I like that. Uh, I'm going with the Broncos at the Redskins. Uh, that's at 40 and a half right now. Uh, and, you know, the lobster, Brock, looked pretty good last week on TNF. So I'm Brock lobster. He's kind of fired up. I like that. Uh, Kirk closing out this year coming up, I believe, on a contract year. Is that right? Well, yep. every, every year is a contract yep. year. Yeah, you're right. Franchise for the last <laughs> just decade. Franchise, franchise him. Um, he's made a bunch of money off that too. Oh Getting yeah, franchise for like three yeah. years in a row. Yeah, yeah he's just lucky he hasn't torn his ACL while he's yeah. done that. So that's at forty and a half. So I like that one. Model models over this week is going to be Houston Pittsburgh, which is forty four right now. Models got it at forty nine with a sixty seven percent chance of going over. So. I actually like that too. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh. Yeah, they probably put up a bunch too on them. Yeah. Doesn't Pittsburgh just, I mean, they're an outdoor team. All the other AFC North teams are outdoors with nothing to back this up. You put a team like that on, in a dome, it just feels like they should yeah. score 70 yeah. points. Yeah, I would think so. Like That's probably right. Yep. Um, Wall, you want to uh, plug the uh, DraftKings? Yeah, so as we mentioned, it's Fantasy Football Championship Week, um, but the majority of fantasy football participants are eliminated to this point so we <laughs> thought we would get for a while we thought we would get a DraftKings league together so we're going to tweet out a link we'll post it on twitter facebook instagram um, you can join our DraftKings kings lead by clicking on that link 
Um, it's gonna be a $10 entry fee and winner take all. So really encourage anyone who likes DraftKings to participate. And if you haven't, I would highly recommend it. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, it works the same way as normal fantasy football, but basically you have an entire the entire NFL of players to choose from, and each player has a price associated with them. So, you know, Le'Veon Bell might cost $9,000, but Jarek McKinnon would cost $4,000. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. And then you have a salary cap, so you just bill out your roster in the context of the salary cap, and then enter the contest and the highest scoring team is going to take home the pot yep i like it yeah and uh yeah so sign up for the DraftKings that we're going to tweet out check out all of the models that's at model284.com all that fantasy and uh um, win projection over projection cover projection type of uh, material that's going to be out there check out my man versus model which has been hovering around 500 this year a little below but we don't really have to talk about it, <laughs> and uh, get all your all the stuff you need to make some money over the uh, Christmas weekend at uh, Model Two Eighty Four. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Everyone enjoy your uh, holidays. We say Merry Christmas now, but so Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas. Uh, we'll see you back here next Wednesday. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Five inches of beauty. Grab that one.